Welcome back to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, today is Tuesday, September 29th, 2020, here, Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice, beautiful day. Today, I'll be going over UFC 253, breaking down what happened in the co-main event and the main event. And then I'll get into what happened or what's in the news, and then we'll... I'll overview what's going on next week as or this coming week as far as the fights, and I'll break down that later on this week. We've only got a little bit of time. I've tried to do this podcast like three times now. Um, recording is just, I don't know what's going on. Updating this Mac has been the worst idea of my life. Um, so getting into it, this past weekend, UFC 253 happened. Oh, Check out Sunscrap Nation podcast everywhere, SunscrapNation.com. We're going through a web redesign, so we might take a little bit. But in the future, SunscrapNation.com, you can catch us everywhere else on all listening platforms, Spotify, Google Play, you know, all those different things, um, iTunes. And then on all social media platforms, you got Facebook, Twitter, Anyway, sunscrapnation.com, sunscrapnation, check it out. Okay, so you had UFC 253 this past weekend. A lot of fights happened on that card. Um, as far as breaking things down, I'll go over mostly what happened in the main card. Main card, shouts out to, let's see. Oh, I've had to break this thing down. I don't know how many times. To, let's just start with the top three. Brandon Revola versus Kai Franca. Brandon Revola got this sweet guillotine finish. It all started in the first round. Kai starts off dropping Brandon. Brandon on one knee spins and hits a spinning back elbow to drop Kai. They land in mission control. Brandon starts working a go-go plata. The Kai abandons that whole guard. They get back to the feet. And then from there on, I mean, it was the beginning of the end. Brandon started using his size to pressure Kai and pick him apart using elbows, knees. Second round, he hurts him with a knee, drops him, and then when he drops him, he grabs a hold of the neck, finishes him with the guillotine. Beautiful guillotine. Had the arm in as well, so that kind of just shows you how technical it was. It was high elbow, or no, it was arm in, but it was deep. Deep, 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 deep. And shout out to Brandon Revola because that was a sick, sick guillotine. Huge fan of it. Um, big things for him, especially at flyweight, because he's pretty big for that weight class. So then in the co-main event, you had Jan Blagovich versus Paulo Costa for the championship of the light heavyweight division. Now, Paulo Costa, or Jan, came into this fight. He was ready. He has, During all the embedded, you see him. He's working specific drills for tall southpaw fighter. Um... He was working with his partner in the thing, going over combinations, just working southpaw, what to do, you know, cross hook cross, and then following up with a kick. Well, guess what? It manifested itself in the fight, whereas Dom took it easy during fight week, which, I mean, granted, you can. Um, but I think he came in there with this air of, I almost beat John Jones, the greatest light heavyweight champion of all time. So therefore, I am the greatest light heavyweight champion of all time. He went in there, um, and it was, you know, he had that good left kick. He had the good left punch. It caught Jan a couple times, but 
having those two things kind of just pigeonholes you into just being that guy with the left hook and or the left punch and the left kick. So Jan, seeing this and knowing this and getting ready for this, he hit cross hook cross, cross hook hook, and then he followed up with a kick. First round does a bunch of damage to the backside of Dominic, opening up or not opening up, but creating a bruise. So every time that Dom would try to get out, he hit him with a left kick to the back under Dom's right arm. And that kind of circled Dom into that right hand. So then second round, he falls, he does the same thing, cross up cross, but the first cross breaks Dom's nose, sends it to the side. Dom gets into the fight or flight reaction. The adrenaline's going high. He tries to go in for the kill. He gets hurt. He's just like, fuck this. I'm going to go in for the kill. And pushing forward only pushes you into that Polish power. Jan hits him with that left hook over the top, wobbles him, and finishes them off. I mean, you had a guy who was ready, prepared, seven Ps, all crossed up. Um, prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. And Jan put up a fucking performance, right? He solidified himself. He's knocked out most people that he just went against in his past couple fights. I mean, Corey Anderson flatlined him. Now, Dom Reyes, done. So, it intrigues Jones into coming back to fight him. I think it's a terrible uh, John. Let it go. Let it go. You know, fucking that song, dude. We're done. We've moved on. It's like a bad ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. It's just, dude, you're getting heavy. You just put out on your Instagram. You're lifting mad weights and getting those bird legs to look big. Don't tease something. And he's like, would you all be annoyed if I came back and tried to fight? Or and I came back and tried to get my belt back. Dude, I get it, man. And Jan, fuck you for calling John out, man. No one wants to see it. And we want to see John at heavyweight. Let him live his life. Let him go on to heavyweight. Create a new legacy. Create a new light heavyweight division. Because for the past, I don't know how many years, but it's been the John Jones division. This is our first time. Our first time and only time. We're well, not our first time, but this is our one time to get rid of the John Jones division and create a new legacy, a new division. And Jan... He could fight Thiago Santos for a rematch because he's on this rematch train, and I love the idea. He goes out there and he flattens Thiago Santos. Maybe he goes out and flattens someone else, Glover or whoever. And then maybe if John's got a couple of fights in heavyweight and he wants to do the whole, or at least one fight in heavyweight, he wants to do the whole fight in heavyweight, come down, grab his belt, go for it. But for right now, my mans, everyone stick with our plans. Everyone just keep doing what we're doing. John, you keep putting on that weight. Go up, get that Nganu money. Go up, get that Stipe money. Whoever you're going to fight up there. But please, for the love of God, don't go back down to the one place that you just were at. Like, we get it. You dominated. You don't need to keep going there. I don't care how Nuva-faced John is. Figure it out later. Right now, do the heavyweight thing. You're getting ready for it anyways. You've been getting ready for it. Because then if you go back and you're all heavy, you're going to put on a poor, shitty performance like he did against OSP, and he's getting older, and Jan hits really hard, and I think that's the fight that Jan could possibly win, especially if Jan comes back being all bulked up and shit. Stick with what he's doing. Go up and wait. Fight the big guys. Be the small guy that goes in there and topples the, Goli the Goliaths and the Colossuses of that division and get the strap, whatever. But man, just leave it alone.
Leave the poor girl alone. Leave the division alone, man. Date someone else. Um, all right, so moving on to the main event, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. Was it the fight we all wanted? Oh, by the way, Jan Blachowicz winning. If you uh, bet on him, thank, uh, thanks to this podcast, you're fucking welcome. And everyone else, I fucking told you, if you're going to bet on anyone, I get that Paulo Costa's an underdog, but Jan, way more complete fighter. And, you know, he's been knocking people out on a win streak for a reason. Hmm. Put your money in a good area, right? The guy that's coming off of a fucking loss for some reason has, is the favorite, and the guy coming off of, like, a three-fight win streak is the underdog. Put your money on the underdog. Logic. Emotion, thinking emotionally, terrible idea, especially when it comes to numbers. I suck at math, but good at logic. So, gambling. All right, um, moving on to the main event, Israel Asani versus Paulo Costa, middleweight championship of the world. So good. So good of a performance. I mean, you're looking at a guy who went in there and everyone thought Paulo Costa was going to go to the body and he was going to be too much and put on the pressure. Well, it's hard to put the pressure on when a guy who is too fast for you, kicks you in the leg, way harder than you thought he was going to. And I think that was the beginning of the end. Paulo Costa was weird. He came in. He wasn't the same Paulo Costa that fought all the time. Maybe he was da-da-da-da-da. Paulo Costa wasn't himself. Or maybe Izzy just shut him the fuck down. Hmm. Could be. Probably. Most likely. Why? Because Paulo Costa has set things up with a jab because he's not... Izzy sets his things up with feints, right? He gets the body moving with a feint. He gets the momentum going. It's very hard to start a car, especially a big car, and get it moving without emotion. So without emotion, not emotion. So when Paulo moves, and Izzy pointed this out, Paulo was slow. And how can I prove my point that he's slow? Izzy caught his kicks. For all my Muay Thai friends and kickboxing friends, catching kicks is only something that happens when either A, you're a gifted kick catcher, or your opponent's slower than you are. And every kick that he threw, except for one he parried, um, he either dodged out of the way or he caught. And when he caught, he paid by going to the body. And what I loved about this fight is it's the thing that I didn't get in the Romero fight that came to life in this fight. Izzy was too fast for Paulo. He messed up his computer, his mind, by hitting him with a bunch of feints, and every time he would brace for an impact that didn't happen, his body would relax, and that's when Izzy would uh, kick. Perfect example. First round, towards the end of it, or maybe it was the second round. I think it was the second round. Paulo is like doing a. Paulo's doing his thing. Paulo's being Paulo and in and taunting him, like pointing to the left and pointing to the right. Like, are you going there? Are you going there? And before he can even finish his taunt, Izzy faints and then kicks him to the body. Fast and hard. That's the difference. It's easy to... It's easy to... That's why Romero is a fucking master. Because he rolls punches. He is good at the hard body technique where every time you throw a strike, he can eat it and return hard. Return two times harder. Paulo tried to do that. That's why the Yoel and Paulo fight is amazing. Yoel tried... Or Paulo tried to do that. He just doesn't have the experience... And so when Israel would faint, he would 
hard body. He would try to get real strong and brace for the impact so he could return. But then when he realized the attack wasn't there, his body would relax, and then Izzy would strike because he's a ninja. He's Akatsuki, right? So the leg kicks, the jabs, it was really leg kicking and jabbing, a couple body, body shots here and there, that really set up the knockout. So then you fast forward to round two. Paulo throws this kick. Izzy catches it, goes right hand, left hand to the body, and then jabs and gets out of the way. Beginning of the end. Actually, beginning of the end is when Paulo rushes Israel against the cage and tries to clench with him. Therefore, Izzy laughs, looks, and goes, you did it. He showed your hand. At first, I didn't know if maybe you were just biding your time, waiting for me to get tired, and then you'd start striking with me a little bit more. Nah. You thought you were going to come in here and go to my body and pressure me and put a pace on me. Instead, you're hugging me against the cage now. Is he talented as ever? Gets out of the clench, moves back to the middle of the cage, or middle of the ring. Middle of the cage. So, fast forward, second round, catches the kick, punches the body, gets out of the way. Then, the end sequence. As Paulo Costa is standing there trying to put pressure on Izzy, Izzy gives him the look and the setup of, I'm going to kick you in the leg. He gets heavy on the front foot, gets down, hunches his body over, gets ready to throw a low kick. Paulo, thinking low kick, goes to jab Izzy to stop him. Izzy slips the jab over the top with the right hand, right behind the ear, and then he does that sweet left hook he got on Robert Whitaker. As much as Robert Whitaker is, uh, and Michael Bisbing are both left hook Larrys, I'm going to have to say Israel's probably got the best left hook in the middle weight division. That left hook skimmed the side of Izzy's, or of Paulo's temple, and it put him down. Oh, and not to mention that, that left kick. I think cutting Paulo was a big thing, but I, I think Paulo's been opened up before in a fight, I think against Yoel, so I wasn't too... I think it was just like that kick had concussive force. It stung. Like it was a stinging, whipping kick. I'm assuming all of Izzy's strikes are like whipping. Like they sting. They don't, they're not blunt force. Paulo Costa's strikes are probably blunt force, whereas Izzy's, I'm pretty sure, are like whipping. And that, fuck that, dude. Fuck getting kicked like that. I'd rather get the blunt force thing. Anyway, he follows up with some ground to pound. Kills his next victim. Calls out Jared Cannonier. I think that's the fight to, to do. Jared Cannonier is a monster. I think that's going to be a guy who will actually get some shots off and you know make it more of a. I don't want to count out Izzy, but Jared Cannonier I think is like the biggest threat in that division. And the fact that he called him out and he wants to be the Naruto to his Sasuke or the Sasuke to the Naruto, whatever the fuck I don't know. Um. I don't, yeah, uh, I also don't think Jared Cannonier gets that reference, <laughs> but I think it's a great fight, and yeah, I agree. It, it is that. It is that fight. There are two sides of the same coin. Izzy is long. Like I mean, Jared Cannonier is power, but power done correctly, not recklessly, with snap and with patience and with you know finesse. 
Apollo's was like overwhelming force that everyone thought, can you survive? Nah, it's different. It's different. Jerry Cannonier is like deadly, right? It's it's almost like a rumble kind of thing. All right. So moving on to some of the news, because I know the news as far as um, like MMA has been fun. It's been fun. So we're going to we're going to talk about um he's good. well let's talk about I'm trying to find huh, I already said did I say that Hanat uh, let's talk about some fight announcements so sunscrapnation.com for sure, check that out. Go to sunscrapnation.com, um, sunscrapnation, all listening devices, all listening platforms, podca- podcast, dot, podcast app, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever. Um, also, Instagram, YouTube, all your social media places, social, uh, sunscrapnation, sunscrapnation, sunscrapnation.com. All right. Bobby Green versus Jago Moises set for October 31st, the Halloween card. Love it. Dana White came out saying Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. That's the fight to make. I agree. Miami is where they want to do it as well. Let's do it. Let's put a stamp on it. I don't see how that's not just Colby trying to smother Jorge Masvidal, but Jorge's been walking on, working on how to stop the crotch sniffers. So let's see. Um, shout out to Tenshin Nasakawa for staying unbeaten even though he lost to Floyd Mayweather in that exhibition. Um, dun, 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 dun. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the actions that that Israel did on... Yeah, on, on Paulo after he won. He faked humped him. Now, everyone's talking about how disgusting that is and Paulo came out the next day and I love Izzy for this but Paulo came out the next day like this is fucking disgusting like how could you do this like I deserve a tight immediate rematch for doing that and Izzy just like commented underneath the video I mean I can knock you out again that's so true like you didn't do anything to show that you can just go out there it wasn't a close fight there wasn't anything about that um that proves that he can go out there and make a difference. Paulo Costa will postpone light heavyweight move after Israel Adesanya's disgusting post-fight antics. Hey, my man. Hey, my man. You were just talking shit. You were talking about beating the fuck out of him. You were talking about breaking him and killing him in the octagon. I don't want to hear about some disgusting antics after. My man, you had five rounds, possibly, to go out there and exact whatever disgusting acts of violence you wanted to commit on him within the rules of the MMA and Nevada State or the Abu Dhabi State Athletic Commission or whatever. The unified rules. And you didn't. You fucking you fucking got starstruck. Yeah, we're deer in the headlights. You didn't pull the trigger just like Dom and Dom Reyes actually came out saying that he didn't pull the trigger. There you go. Um, he admits, everyone, it's good to see when people look at their fights and go, exactly what I knew happened, or I knew I made a mistake, 
knew I made a mistake, and this is my mistake. I'm sorry. So at least he knows, and he's going to go back and make it better. He's very young in the, fo- in the fight game. Good for Dom. Like, good for recognizing that. Anyway, Paulo Costa, he, made, he did all this. Yeah, you had five rounds to back up all you said. Then you didn't. So then guess what Israel gets to do? He gets to dance on your grave. Bro, you try you signed up to kill like quote unquote kill him. And he went out there and he quote unquote killed you. So guess what? This ain't ball player. And ball players are the ones that are coming out about this. Athletes that come out, oh, it's so disrespectful and stuff. Uh, oh, so unprofessional, so unsportsmanlike. Okay, you put down your fucking footballs and your pads and you get in the cage and you fight somebody. And you don't tell me that whatever emotion you're feeling. Hey, it's not the same thing. So if you want to go out there and you talk all the shit, you talk all that shit, and Paulo talked all that shit. There you go. Welcome to the fight game, my man. Welcome to fighting. It's not... It's not modeling. It's not powerlifting, dude. It's a fighting. If you talk shit and then someone comes out there and beats your ass, they're going to dance. There's no such... And guess what? It's in Abu Dhabi, so there is no athletic commission there. So guess what? As far as post-fight antics, you'll get fined. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. You're not going to get fined. Unless you're a girl and you're not wearing, like, head covering, then you would get fined or killed. I don't know. That place is scary. I don't really want to go over there. That place is terrifying to me. The fact that we're fighting over there and having fights over there, good for the UFC, but stay in that resort. It's like the Mexico of the Middle East. All right. um, Leon Edwards relishes chance to silence racist. Whatever, dude. I'm done with Leon Edwards. People are, I don't know. I don't know. But. Hazmat Jumayev versus versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, possibly happening, and that's my thing. Like, so Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Leon Edwards, they talked about like, oh, let's fight each other, and then it didn't happen. But for some reason, Jumayev gets the fight. So the fuck, it seems like everyone that is that Leon talks to doesn't get to fight him. So it might be on his side. Uh, Connor and Dustin Poirier negotiate. Charity MMA match in Ireland. Zero to do with the UFC. I love it. And they've been going back and forth. Dustin Poirier is a big, obviously, philanthropy guy, and he's got a bunch of charities, and they Queensberry rules, and they're, they agreed to do it. I love it. I love the idea. They should definitely do it. Dustin's boxing has gotten phenomenally better. Um, it's actually a good matchup, and I think they should just have a pro boxing match. Why not? MMA fighters should have whatever kinds of matches they want to do. Grappling. Um, if they just want to do a single, like, why limit yourself to just being a mixed martial arts fighter when you can literally be a mixed martial arts fighter and go out there and fight in different mixed martial arts or in different martial arts and mix it up? Have a boxing match. Have a kickboxing match. Have a jujitsu match. Have a wrestling match. Go do everything. The UFC likes to fucking pigeonhole people to just have an MMA fight because you don't want to get hurt in the other things, but fuck it, dude. If this is for a good cause, I'm glad it has nothing to do with the UFC. I ha- I'm glad Dustin's kind of just being uh, a bat, like the the kid sneaking out at night. Um, but definitely go over to Ireland, do that. I'd love to see it. 
I'll pay for I'll pay for, to watch that because um yeah. All right. That's all I've really got as far as what's going on. Um yeah. Santos, I'd knock out Blagovich and make the fight. Dana White details UFC's plan to invest in Arabs regions, Arab regions, MMA talent. Cool. Yeah. Um, congratulations to Amanda Nunes for having their child and Nina Ansaroff. Congrats, champ. What else? What else? Let's go to the Esquire of MMA. BJPenn.com. John or Daniel Cormier or Jan Blakovich sends a uh, challenge to fat ass Daniel Cormier to get quick response. And I'm sure Daniel Cormier and Daniel Cormier denies. Why the fuck would you call it someone that's reti- retired? It's dumb. Dumb. Conor McGregor unloads on fat fool. Whatever, dude. I don't really care. This is all dumb. Okay. Well, that's all I really got as far as the fight coming up this next weekend. We got Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana. I think it's a great fight at women's bantamweight. Arguably to set up next in line um, to fight for the title. You have Jorgen DeCastro versus Carlos Felipe in the co-main event. Two heavyweights to make it interesting. Jorgen DeCastro, awesome to watch. Even though yeah, he lost. Well, who, who did he lose to? Greg Hardy in a decision. And then who else? You got Jermaine Durandamy versus Juliana Pena, the return of Juliana Pena. Wrestler versus striker. What a great fight. I'll talk more about that later. And then I think in the prelims is a little... Charles Jordan, Court McGee versus Carlos Condon. Great fight for the both of them. Yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. So that's all I had for you guys today. I hope this episode works out and is better because third time is the fucking charm. So uh, I'll be back on Thursday to do another episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this past weekend's fights. I hope I'll be back on Thursday to break down this weekend's coming card. And until next time, stay safe. Remember, sunscrapnation.com for everything. Sunscrap Nation, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all your listening apps. Sunscrapnation.com. Check us out. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Sunscrapnation.com. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Until next time. Peace.